You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Go Stars! Yeah, yeah, baby! Woo! Woo! Stay to hockey, my butt! Sorry, I've been waiting <laughs> to say that for a long time now. I'm sorry if I busted your eardrums, everybody. Uh, everybody, Ryan Suter has more points than Kuro Kaprizov in this series. Everybody, you, James. the Minnesota Wild just play just paid Ryan Suter seven million dollars to beat them in the first round. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh my goodness, I am so happy. Welcome to Sarcastic Remarks. If you haven't figured it out, alongside my brother Chris, my name is Ryan. James so wishes he could be here tonight. He is here in spirit. He's in the chat. He's having to work tonight, but he did. Get to listen to the game, so he's he enjoyed the fanciness with us and the loveliness that was a four to two series win for the Dallas Stars tonight. They win by a final score of four to one over the Minnesota Wild in a pivotal pivotal. Oh my gosh, I can't talk. Pivotal game six. Christian, tell me your initial thoughts. We'll talk about the series and in, in, in a general sense in a second. But uh, what about this game tonight? I don't care. I'm talking about the series in a general sense right now. <laughs> the, the, the Stars got punched in the face. I mean, figuratively, literally everything. One of their leaders was knocked out of the entire series right off the bat by what we think is a dirty, trashy hit. The Wild played a style. They just tried to beat us up. That's what they tried to do. They tried to beat the Stars up and make them lose that way. And the Stars punched back. And they didn't let it happen. And that's... That's what's been so great about the entire series is that not only did we respond to that great adversity of losing a guy like that, but we turn it around, we find a way to play against this team, and we just punish them for all the mistakes they make. And then the final game, the refs give them everything they wanted, all series long, everything the Wild fans were complaining about. Sure, you get all the calls. Nothing. They got zero power play goals. The Stars got all of their goals five on five. And it was just domination. The Stars are a better team than the Minnesota Wild. This is what we said when the series started. We expected to win this series. We got it done. They did it fantastically with these last three games. They were perfect. I think this this game tonight is just a... It's a perfect summation of how the series went, it seems like, for, for the Wild, along with the Dallas Stars as well. So the Dallas Stars got plenty, plenty of block shots, especially from forwards today. And that's something that Razor highlighted several times. He loved seeing that. But you got to give, I mean, full-out credit to a player that, you know, honestly, we've been kind of on almost the entire season, and that's Ryan Suter. He was absolutely one of the best players for the Dallas Stars tonight. And, and, and 
Um, and this was totally a defensive first kind of game, especially the last three games. And that is where he has shined. He, he I, we've never seen him play like this for the Dallas stars. We, we never, he was really good. His first year, he was really good. And then this year he's been a step slow a little bit. And, and we, I think we rightly criticized him, but when you take a look at tonight's game, these are the kind of plays that you remember from these veteran players when you go and make a deep playoff run. And he was, he was, I mean, I know there are so many other players that were excellent tonight, but he's got to be the number one star in my book, in my opinion. Yeah, especially after how much crap we've given him all season, which I think he still deserved, but maybe he was just saving up his power for the playoffs. Who knows? He, he was, it was a genius plan by him. But yeah, the defense was great. Everyone stepped up on the defensive side, I think. Uh, we talked about at the end of the season how the blue line is really the Achilles heel of this team. I mean, our blue liners are not the best. They all stepped up fantastically. The first two periods locked down. Minnesota had nothing. There was nothing going for them in the first two periods. It was incredible defensive masterclass. And then the forwards and the offensive play just taking advantage of everything they get. I mean, the, the people who have stepped up have been crazy. R- Rope Hintz is insane right now he is the best forward in the national hockey league right now in the playoffs outstanding Dodonov, a key move at the trade deadline absolutely fantastic series i mean i didn't see that coming at all from Dodonov, and he was fantastic with skilled plays too i mean we we, we mentioned he was very good on that third pair on the third line uh late in the season but he was kind of just, you know, right place, right time, good passes. But just the skill plays tonight. His assist tonight was absolutely insane. It was unbelievable. I mean, the skill, the dangles were disgusting. Every, every part of this team really stepped up in this last game. And after three wins in a row, I feel bad for either the Avalanche or the Kraken. I don't feel like it matters right now. I mean, the Stars are going downhill. I think after the first round series, it doesn't even really matter the the matchups is because all teams are just going to be firing on all cylinders and uh at the time of this recording the colorado avalanche look like they're going to be forcing a game seven which you could see as a good thing and a bad thing because in all reality you want to play the kraken but that also means that the stars get some extra rest before they start their second round series with whoever they play uh who wins in game seven and i'm assuming a lot right now but anyways the you you talked about so many different players there. Dodonov that assist in the game tonight to Johnston, who has been snake bit all freaking series long, probably scored the series clincher for the Stars. Actually, no, he did. He he scored this. He was the game winning goal tonight, yep. and it was when that goal went in. I I, I felt immensely better about this team. I they were playing well and yeah. but there's that twinge of you make one stupid mistake and and the score is tied right yeah. we, we you get that, that insurance this- goal oh my goodness and the way that they did it it was it was disgusting absolutely I mean, disgusting. Both, the, both the first two the rope hence goal that was the best goal of the series he just did it himself it was fantastic and that, you're exactly right there that second period we were playing the best we played in a long time and Gustafson was standing on his head and we finally broke through with that crazy play. I mean, it took two amazing plays to beat Gustafson tonight and then a breakaway and the stars just executed perfectly against the goaltender who I think was playing well. And I, I got to talk about it. The breakaway goal by Mason Marchment tonight. Again, that's just another, it's not even like 
a, a, a shot fired. That is a knife to the gut and twisted like 360 all the way around the way that that was scored. Not only was it scored after the Wild had probably gotten some decent chances in the second, uh, the Stars were pressing like crazy the first seven minutes of the second period, but then it started to surge towards the other direction for the Minnesota Wild as the second period went on, and then they got nothing, got nothing, got nothing, got nothing. Everything's locked down. They can't get interior on the Dallas Stars. When they do get interior, there's a freaking massive human being, 6'5", Jay Gottinger, standing right there in front of you, and you're not able to get it by him. And then it happens to go the other direction. 0.5 seconds remaining on the clock, and it goes in to make it 3 to nothing. I mean, th- that is a... Oh, I loved it. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely loved it. I mean, it was a beatdown. Every time the Wild pushed a little bit, the Stars punched back it was crazy oh it was fantastic well and what i really want to talk about as well is we we talked about the other trade deadline acquisition but let's talk about max domi for a second because i know he's probably not scoring at a rate you would probably expect him to especially after this the season he was having with chicago but i mean look at who he was playing with he was playing with patrick kane and everything and he was also playing on the top line so he comes to Dallas, he gets traded, and he's put on the second line, and he's not getting those prime minutes like he was. He has fulfilled a role on this team that I don't even think I realized we are missing with a player like Max Domi. He has got some skill. He is working with Marchment and with Delandria very well. And the other part about it is that he's got that little bit of grit, that little bit of nastiness that you kind of need in the playoff series. And especially, especially when it comes to a team like the Minnesota Wild, you've got to be able to have players like that. And on top of that, like I mentioned, he's got the skill. So he had an excellent series as well, even though he didn't really show up on the score sheet as much. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I don't think he was bad at all. Didn't sco- show up on the score sheet. I mean, he got Tyler Sagan taken away from him on that line. We were really excited to see that line, and we're going to see it next series, I'm I'm sure. Um, and I could totally see him doing a lot coming up in the next series. Same with Marchment. Marchment had a good series as well. Um, but when you have one less skilled guy in your line, it's a little bit harder to do stuff like that, especially when there's less room. So, like the Wild just because the wild's game plan was so aggressive in taking away space. So excited to see what they do in the next series. So we talked about the longevity of the playoffs. We're going to need some from that line. And it's good to see it at the end of this series for sure. And I mean, I mean, you could just look down the lineup and say that a lot of these players stepped up. A lot of these players well, stepped up every single one. I mean, I can't think of one person who had a bad game tonight. Yeah. And even robo who we've been kind of on, it's so hard to talk about him right now because he still is scoring points for the stars. He is. It's just not at the rate we were saying during the regular no, season, but I, he, I think he but, was great tonight. He, he tied yes. the, for the team leading shots, four shots on goal. Again, he was going towards the middle of the ice. Like I was begging for him to do. And like he was started doing last game as well. I mean, he figured it out. And like I said, uh, earlier in the series, this is gonna be the hardest team for him to play against. Cause they're t- going to take away his space. That was their whole game plan. If you've watched any of the other series in the, in the playoffs so far, there's a lot less, there's a lot more room in all of those series than there was in ours. So I'm very excited to see what he can do in the rest of the playoffs as well. 
This is an interesting uh, comment from Harrison over here. The only player who maybe had a bad series was Colin Miller, and even that's a bit of a stretch. I I, I don't think that he played bad. I, I just think they had some issues in Game 3, and, I mean, they're not going to take Harley out because Harley has got called up, and he's, he's not going to be benched to have a third pairing of Hanley and Miller. So he was naturally the one that had to be taken out. And uh, this kind of reminds me of the Michael Bunting situation in, in the uh, Toronto organization right now. You know, he gets suspended for three games and then Toronto goes on a run He and then he is eligible to come back and they're like, no, you stay. Yeah, <laughs> he, I mean... and, and it's not Miller's fault. It's absolutely not Miller's fault. It's just, it, it goes back to what we were talking about uh, last game is if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It, it is Miller's fault that he's, that he got taken out of the lineup because he had the but worst. He wasn't. He wasn't terrible. He was bad. He wasn't yeah. like terrible. <laughs> okay, if that makes he was any bad. sense. Okay, sure. There, there's a but, difference. There is but a difference. The, the play of Hanley and Harley has kept him out of the lineup. Is what it is. Hanley and Harley have both been playing very well. Have been playing very consistent, and they have forced themselves to stay on the ice. Is what it is. And honestly, what a great problem to have. I mean. We have the problem of, wow, we're not playing Miller, who played every single game for us in the regular season, and we're going to have to bench either Glenn Denning or Kibby Ranta or Delandria coming up. I mean, what a problem to have. We have a full defenseman and forward who have played almost every game with us in the season, and we're going to have to sit one of each of them out. It's going to be fantastic. I feel like Kiviranta is just side note. I think Kiviranta is fighting something right now because he did take a maintenance day yesterday. So I would assume, even if he was a hundred percent, that he would be the one out, anyways. I agree. Because I mean, Fox, like Glenn Denning, and Delandria. Holy crap, that's a freaking awesome fourth line. <laughs> Oh, I tend and, to agree with you. Yeah, and Matto, don't worry. Uh, Delandria is not coming out. There's yeah, not Delandria's a chance in the world. There's no way he's coming <laughs> out. He is He is the workhorse of this team. He has been the Swiss Army knife that we've been talking about. I just um, had to add another person. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, for uh, Okay, let's just talk about the series in general because there, there's so much that we can talk about with this what's the, I mean, there's so many things with this series as to what was the biggest, what were the differences in the series? But for you, in your opinion, what was the biggest difference in the series between the stars and the Minnesota wild? Uh, special teams. That's what it is. The Minnesota wild. We, we both these teams, this was the most penalized series in the playoffs so far. By far. By um, far. And the star scored the wild didn't. That's what it came down to. And it's going to keep coming down to that for the rest of the playoffs. I mean, we're going to need our special teams, and they are rolling right now without Joe Pavelski, which is scary. And the other thing about it is that our penalty kill looks just as good as it's been all year. The power play looks like it's on a hot streak. So the, the thing about the power play instead of the penalty kill is that the power play has been very streaky at times, if that makes any sense, right? We've had stretches where we've gone without it. And one of the things that they were talking about in the pregame show, uh, both Brian and, uh, oh my gosh, Sevi were talking about, is are they going to be able to score five-on-five five goals tonight? And Because it seems like they're going to have to find a different way to do it. And they did tonight. They absolutely did. So 
before tonight, I was a little worried about thinking perspective later in the series, even though I told you we shouldn't be thinking about that. I was secretly thinking about that. <laughs> but, like, if we go up against Colorado, we go up against the Kraken, are we going to be worried about, you know, not getting calls and not getting power plays and that being the only way that we can get offense? And the Stars showed tonight that they can lock down defensively and they can counterpunch like that. And it, it is absolutely excellent to see that. And right now it's hard to see a fault in the, t- in the way that the team is playing. Yeah, that was really the last box that needed to be checked on the way out from the series and going into the next one was can you score five on five? And man, what an answer. Four straight. And, and you knew this game, that was good. That's what this game was going to come down to. I mean, there was all the rumblings about how the NHL didn't like the calls from game five and all of that. So you, you had to know there wasn't going to be a lot of penalties in this one. And the Stars still took care of business. And it seemed like they are perfectly prepared to. I mean, we got to give some credit to DeBoer here as well. His, his ability to keep Sagan ready and to keep that top line still moving and that power play still going is fantastic. Um, the way he's been preparing them, it just feels perfect, especially these fat, these past few games and especially tonight. I mean, they look like the team that was about to be eliminated is, is what I tweeted. Like they were playing that hard. With It felt like their backs were against the wall when it should have been the other way around. And it was just – they were winning every puck battle, every race. I mean, Rope, Rope Hintz is forechecking, and he's skating as fast as he possibly can when there's no shot he's going to get the puck on the forecheck. But he's just still just barreling down into the offensive zone, chasing after the puck, I guess scaring the wild. It was, it was the tactic there. But it was just maximum effort start to finish. And it, normally in an elimination game, the team that is on the brink of elimination has the energy. The other team is trying to match. And it was the complete opposite tonight. And I mean, that's just, that is the absolute perfect way to play in in an elimination game. And we got to capture that feeling and take it to game, game one and round two. And we need to play that way every single night. Your word of the day, Chris is elimination. And my word of the day is pivotal. If we can, if I can figure that word out and you can figure out the word elimination. So, Hey guys, it's Ryan here. It's NBA playoffs time. That means big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on all the excitement of every game with a touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every game during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA team. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. Download the app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 
21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. I'm going to answer my own question here. I think the biggest difference in this series, Chris, was goaltending. And I think that's even bigger than special teams. I really do. Because when you when you look at the differences and how the two goal t- the main two goaltenders went in the series, when you look at Gus uh, Gustafson and when you look at Ottinger, Ottinger had a meh first three games. He lost two of the first three, and Gustafson looked excellent in game one and game three. He did, and I would argue that he stole game one for the Minnesota Wild. I mean, Dallas was all over the Minnesota Wild in game one, and then they got a lucky bounce, and it went behind Ottinger. When you look at the series as a whole, I think the turning point in this series was the Ottinger save with 12 seconds remaining in the third period of game four. He stood on his freaking head. Maybe not even stood on his head. He stood. He was upside down and was just levitating there, and nothing was getting past him. He is and will be the star's best player. And we're and we're talking about Rope. We're not even considering Rope Hens as the best player for the Dallas Stars when he's got 12 points. 13 points? 12 points. One of the two in the series, in six games in the playoffs. And Jake Ottinger is standing over here saying, uh, what about me, guys? He, he is he is the reason the stars won the series. He yeah. is the reason the stars won the series. Hard to argue that. I mean, from that save, they had one goal. <laughs> That's insane. Well, and then it that save reminded me a lot of the 2020 bubble playoff defining moment, which, in my opinion, was the Stars are down 2-1 to one in games to the Calgary Flames in the bubble. They're trying to get a goal back in the dying seconds of the third period. And Joe Pavelski is able to score the goal to tie it two to two. They go to win the game in overtime. And then they go on the miracle run that they did. Similar circumstances here. Down two to one. Huge, enormous save. And I really think that that that's going to be, when we look back, whatever happens for the rest of the playoffs, we're going to look back at game four and say, that's where we figured out who Jay Gottinger really was, and that's who we figured out where the Dal- who the Dallas Stars really were. Yeah, and, and I like that that parallel too from the 2020 run because Stars got punched in the mouth there too. I mean, they they were limping in in that round robin thing that went on there. Um, the the Flames were taking it to them. It was a miracle that it was two one at that point. It, the only reason was because Dobby stole one of the first three games, mm-hmm. and they like you said they have that one play and it turns it around. It kind of felt similar here. The Stars played very well in game two. They should have won game one. They were a better team right now than they were in 2020. Yes. But it's it's the same kind of thing. They had a big punch at them. More so, this was actual physicality <laughs> that they weren't used <laughs> to playing with. The Wild were playing as physical as possible. The big hit on Pavelski. And they find a way. It takes them three games, but they get over it. And then they take it to them. So I, I really do like that parallel there, Ryan. So there's so many other things that you could talk about with this series, Chris. Uh, 
what's what's another thing that we need to talk about when it comes to to this series? Uh, the the depth. Um, I'm I'm talking la- bottom line, the last line, especially tonight. Uh, the the penalty kill. Those are the penalty killers. That's Roddick Foxa, who I, I guess everyone thinks I hate, but he was fantastic tonight. I mean, he was absolutely the best defensive forward for the stars tonight so many big plays he was out there for so many shifts in the end of the third period it was crazy and just the ability to trust those guys in those huge situations is amazing and it lets us roll four lines we don't have any forwards in our lineup that had over 20 minutes of ice time every other team does that every other team has their first line rolling and it and it we just have that luxury of having everybody be more rested and everyone being able to play harder because they have more energy. It's just fantastic. The depth of the stars is unmatched and that's going to be gigantic going on to the playoffs. And like I mentioned, having that extra forward and the extra defenseman that we fully, fully trust is going to be huge too, because there's going to be more injuries and we're going to have to slot some people in and to have those guys in our back pocket is amazing. Oh, Oh, Ryan. Can you hear me? Did I get lost for a second? Yeah, you were lost for a second. You're back now. Okay, sorry, I'm back. If something happens, let me know. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, don't push hey, the buttons. You're good right yeah, now. I'm not gonna anymore. No more button pushing. Okay, so it, it, uh, I didn't even hear anything of what you just said. What did you, what did you <laughs> say? Long. I was talking about the depth and about how great Fox it was. So. Oh, okay. Here's what I was gonna ask. Is Foxa worth the $3.25 million? Just so that everyone thinks I don't hate him? Sure, I'll say yes. Fine. No way. I'm just kidding, Chris. But, I mean, y- y- when you really look at like top to bottom, when you look at all of these players and everything that was in the series, everybody, everybody participated. And that what you were talking about when you were discussing that the Dallas Stars forward played above 20 minutes. And then when you look at teams, Edmonton, who have got two juggernauts on their team with McDavid, those guys regularly played two 23 minutes during the season. And now they're even playing like 24, 25 minutes. You only see for like top pairing defensemen. If the star to roll four lines the way that Pete DeBoer wants to do this, which they have been doing, especially three games, they're going to be able to keep their energy levels up. Dare I say, if we have to go up against Edmonton in conference finals, that's a lot better because the stars a lot more energy to get through all of these series because it's going to be brutal. Hopefully, fingers crossed. For the next three rounds. Yep, I agree. What's another player we need to discuss here tonight, Chris? Because there's again, there's so many. Uh, I'll I'll go to Hawk and Paul. I mean, he had some rough games in the series, but like I said, for the team being able to bounce back, Hawk and Paul was able to bounce back. I mean, he, I I can't recall which game it was exactly, but he played very bad. Um. But the, his penalty killing tonight was fantastic. His penalty killing last game was very good. His five-on-five five defense tonight even was a lot better than it's than it's been. He's laying the body a lot more, making big hits. I mean, 
very good. My goodness, I, I don't even know how, how to look forward in the second round. Let's talk about the second round and just go ahead and do it. And we'll we'll do another another series here and another episode talk about the series in general once we actually figure out who we're playing in the next round. It'll be Monday, but when you're looking at the second round, obviously you want to take on who? The Kraken. You obviously want to take on the Kraken instead of the Yavs. But you said, Chris, the way that this team plays and the way that they've games in multiple different fashions throughout even this playoff series, I don't think it really matters. They're going to play the way they play. They're going to stick to it until, for some reason, the other team figures out something, and they'll just switch their style again and be able to beat you that way. Yeah, and I think that's the lesson that was learned in this series, too. You, We couldn't let ourselves get wrapped up in what the Wild were doing and play the Felino game and the pointing fingers game. We couldn't say, oh, the refs are so terrible and be the coach of the Wild and blame them for everything. We had to do what we do because we were the better team. And we have to act like that about every single thing that we do. We have to act like we're the better team because right now we are the better team. I guess anyone we play, I think we're the better team with the way that we're playing right now. So you need to impose your will on them. Don't let them impose their will on you and react. You can't do that. You got to play stars hockey against everybody. So after looking forward at that, we're, I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, Joe Pavelski in the next series. And I am more than expecting him to show up. And who do you, who do you take out if, it, I mean, who are you going to take out it when Pavelski comes back in? Because I think he's going to be game one. I mean, the only the only answer is Kivi Ranta. I mean, that's the only answer. I mean, he he played very well. Um, he did his job perfectly, but but uh, you're you're going to get more from Glendinning and Foxa, uh, from penalty killing, from faceoffs, um, e- even goal scoring. Glendinning had a goal in this series. Let's not forget that. So. And and the veteran leadership as well from those guys is going to be something that you really need in the playoffs. But having a guy like Kivy on the bench, I mean, he could be ready to go. I, I think there should be a short leash for anybody, any forward who has a bad game. Bad game. You can throw you him can throw in, in. and perfectly fine. Ryan? Okay. Ryan keeps pushing buttons, so I'm going to keep talking. Sorry, my um, pushing is getting out of hand. Sorry, I'm done. It's not. It's not going to work. I was trying to see if we can get some calls going tonight, but this my stinking internet's not working. Anyways, okay, so let's let's go let's go forward from here and let's discuss uh, what the defensive pairing should be looking into the next series as well. Do you leave Hanley it, like the way that it is, and just leave Miller scratched? Or do you bring Miller back in and see what he can do in the, in the next uh, series? You leave it the way it is until something screws up. I agree. Don't touch it. It's working perfect. Working as intended. Okay. Let's go ahead and talk about biggest winner and biggest loser of the series. Biggest winner and biggest loser of the series since we're all over here. It- if, if this isn't your answer, you're wrong. Rope Hints. He is the best player in the NHL right now. 
forwards, backwards, defense, offense. He's playing shorthanded and on the power play. He had a shorthanded goal, a power play goal, an even strength goal, all in one game, not in one series. In one game, he did that. <laughs> he is undeniable. He is outstanding. This is the player that I thought was going to be the number one forward for the Stars over Jason Robertson, and he's doing it right now. And maybe he's just a playoff guy, which I'll take that over over the regular season numbers. He is absolutely fantastic. No one is better than him right now. For me, the the biggest winner, and since you did the obvious one for most people, I'll do the the one that I think is even bigger than Robey Hans, in my opinion, and that's Jake Ottinger. He is he is going to be the MVP of this team if the Stars win the Stanley Cup. If they win the Stanley Cup, he's going to win the Consumite Trophy, and I don't have any doubt based off based off of one game alone, Game Four, one game alone, and he's been excellent for Game Four, Game Five, and Game Six. It didn't look like anything was going to get behind him tonight, and it was kind of, it was kind of a broken play to be totally honest with you. They swiped at the puck, and it happened to get to the front of the net, and it happened to get on Goudreau's stick, and he outweighed Ottinger. There was no chance for Ottinger on that play. So, I mean, how long was this the shutout streak that he didn't allow a goal? It was like a hundred and fourteen minutes. It was at least a hundred minutes. It was something like that. It was a so, lot. It was ridiculous. So he he's the biggest winner of the series. Chris, this this ought to be fun. Who is the biggest loser of the series? Biggest loser of the series is, I mean, this forward, he was just amazing. All series long for the Minnesota Wild, the one, the only, Kirill the Thrill Kaprizov. He finishes the series with one goal, fire emoji, zero assists, sweating emoji. Uh, he has a minus two in the final game of the, of the series. Fantastic. Um, yeah, this dude, he was bad. I mean, the stars just dominated him. I'm going to give a lot of credit to Miro Haskinen. We know how good he is at shutting down superstars. Um, the rest of the credit goes to just the overall defense of the entire team. It, it, It wasn't like this was Otter against Kaprizov. It was Kaprizov didn't get anything. He, did, he had almost no chances, and he, he was shut down by the Dallas Stars. Fantastic. For for me, I'm going to go with the one, the only, Marcus Foligno. Oh, I yeah. love the guy to death. He is the reason, not the only reason, but he is a reason why the Wild lost game four and why they lost game five. I mean, is there really any other reason why they lost game five, four and five? Yes. The answer is yes. But for for this argument's sake, the answer is no. (laughs) So selective arguments. Exactly. Exactly. So um, I think he is probably the biggest loser of of the series for me, Chris. And I'm going to continue using the crying Felino sports tune from at sports tunes on Twitter for the entirety of the playoffs. That is a fantastic picture. I love it. Um, yeah. Amazing. It's, it's absolutely fantastic how the series ended. I'm way looking forward to the next one. And I mean, I don't even know what to say at this point. Chris. That sounds like I'm closing arguments. I've got I'm more closing arguments. The, the stars dominate little brother once again. The Minnesota Wild constantly little brother. We stole their team. 
We steal their playoff series over and over and over. We beat them in the first round over and over and over. We should make this a tradition for the Dallas Stars, just beating the Minnesota Wild in the first round. That would be fantastic. Um, Dumba, trash, minus two tonight. Love that. Felino, you already touched on it. Trash. All the penalties all over the ice. Um, Leave your message for Nice. Thank you, Ryan. Um, I And also, just one more thing. I don't think I've ever heard a team and its fans whine and cr- cry and complain more than the Minnesota Wild have the entire series long. They complained about penalties the entire time after one of the dirtiest hits I've seen in the playoffs in a while that completely knocked somebody out cold was only a two-minute penalty. And they complain about it the entire series long. So I am just so happy that all those people got their justice. Um, I don't like the Minnesota Wild. There you go. This is how rivalries are made. They're in the made in the playoffs. So this is how legends are made. Okay, you just ruined my whole model. <laughs> Sorry, I don't even care. But uh, I, I just have to also say I am. Just very excited at the fact that they actually won in game six because my best friend is getting married on Sunday and he's getting married in Mississippi. So I am actually flying out there tomorrow morning. I have to wake up at four to get to my flight. And man, I am so happy that I don't have to worry about not getting to watch game seven. (laughs) I am so happy. I think that I think that's the biggest relief off of my chest right now more than anything. How are you going to watch this game seven? <laughs> yes. Like, not the fact that, like, that there was going to be a game seven, but the fact that I would have missed it. So, I mean, it is what it is. So, okay. Anything else, Chris, before we wrap it up here tonight? Preview to come probably during the weekend for yep. round two. Yep. Agreed. So, we'll be looking forward to that. And... Man, I wish James was here. We we, we got to get his uh, comments because yeah. we'll know. get him on the preview show. We'll get him on the preview show. Yeah, we'll we'll let him comment in and everything. So, anyways, along with oh, actually, I can't do that yet. I got to do my I got to do my whole mono outside monologue DraftKings. thing. Yeah, thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook for for being our sponsor. Man, I'm tired. Sorry, golly guys, I'm so excited. I'm tired at the same time. Go out and check sarcasticremarks.com. For all the latest information on our podcast, go and check out StarcasticRemarksShop.com for our merch store. That's the best way to support us and what we do. We have been getting so many five-star reviews, especially after all the crap that some Minnesota Wild fans did on our podcast. They left us a couple of one-star reviews. And they they did that to, to two girls, one Stanley Gut podcast, too. And they did it more to them than they did. So... Go show them some love, too, and give them five-star reviews as well. But anyways, along with Chris, my name is Ryan. We will catch you guys on the flip side. This is not the end of the season, boys. This is just the beginning. One round. Here we go. Twelve wins remaining for the ultimate goal of the Stanley Cup. Chris, do us the honors and take us out. We heard it. We heard you. We heard you. Chris, unmute. Unmute. Oh, come on. Are you are you going to make me say, Come on. You got to say it. We're we're not get, we're not cutting off live here until you say it. It's not broken. Come on. We're going to sit Hello? here and wait. There we go. Okay, say it now. GG boys. There we go.